It's Sunday afternoon in Fremont. It's time for the Seattle After Party! We're here amongst a crazy wild audience. Everybody make some noise. Let them know you're here. Yeah, that was not just Alexander Jurabek just shouting into the ceiling. All right. Don't judge my lifestyle, Daryl. Yeah. Uh, So, as you've heard, Alexander Jurabek has joined us once again on the panel with our guest today, Mike Schubert from the Potterless Podcast. Woo! All right. Uh, Really quickly, before we get started with anything, so if anybody only listens to this first part of the podcast... Uh Where can they find you online? Oh, man. So if you want to find me online, it's anything is just Shubes17, any social media at all. Uh, but if you want to find Potterless online, the podcast I host, it is Twitter is Potterless Pod. And then if you just search Potterless on iTunes or SoundCloud, you've got it. Yeah. Yeah. What's the meaning of the 17? Uh, 17 was my favorite number. And when I made a YouTube account uh, when I was in high school, Shubes was just taken so I was like, I got to throw something on it. So I threw 17 on it. And then when I made all the other social medias, that was the go-to when Shoes was taken. You're the second person I've met who has a 17 on the end of everything for just the same arbitrary reason. Yeah. It's, it's the most popular number. I feel like there's a conspiracy <laughs> brewing that I need Ooh. to research. And get a, another creepy <laughs> Hashtag <postcard>. 17 conspiracy. <laughs> that song, She's Only 17... Was not about what you think it is. It's all about this conspiracy. This goes deep. Uh, yeah, all right, it does. I'll be back. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. And just to remind people where they can find you. Uh, people can find me personally uh, on Twitter at Crustless Punk. Uh, and they can find all the wonderful. He doesn't like crust on his sandwiches, but he's a punk rocker still. Uh, okay. I am. I, I'm like, a crust punk that bathes and I feel you know, like has punk standards. Rock to still not want crust on your sandwich. Even as a grown human. Yeah, screw the man and their crust. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like how bread and like the air and water escape out of it and make a hard layer. Anyway, uh, if they <laughs> if they want to find anything about tabletop games that I, I developed, they can follow me at Cherry Picked Games or CherryPickedGames.com or Facebook.com slash CherryPickedGames or Instagram.com slash Cherry slash underscore slash Picked games. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, I never use that Instagram. Also, if you if you look up uh, Cherry Picked Games. I'm sure you'll find it. Yes. Yes. Okay. I hope so. Is Hi-Ho Cherio one of the cherry-picked games? Uh, no. Okay. I, I am not that old. <laughs> <laughs> He's been making games for a long time. Uh, he was passed down the mantle of cherry-picked games owner. I, I know you like to brag on your podcast how you're 24, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's, not a, it's more of a factual thing. <laughs> well, you, yeah, and, I mean, you and your facts. I, I think you're, you know you're thinking. See, the great thing, and we'll get into this with Harry Potter, is that the books start when he's 11. So if you yeah. start reading them when you're 11 and only read one a year, they age with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that goes with anything. You could just read something slow enough that it ages with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. But uh, this way, you'd get done before graduation, but still. Like when I read Dune, every time he went to sleep, I just, you know, put the book down. (laughs) (laughs) Took a nap. Okay, with that, (laughs) we got to start this show. Our big fan in the audience, who is not Alexander Jarabek, really wants us to get started. Uh, So let's start the way we start all of these, which is with 
the match game, and we've converted this into the Seattle match game, where it is no longer a competition for anybody to actually match. It's just a joy to see if we do match, because we just come up with silly stuff. Everything is a competition. I will defeat you, Daryl. Okay. (laughs) I'm fine with being defeated. Ha, I just defeated you in your defeating of me defeations. He's got you there. Yeah. Anyways. Hashtag metagame. (laughs) Hashtag the metagame. Okay, uh, here we go. Match game round one. Charlie Brown was not looking forward to winter break. He knew he was going to have to blank with his friends. Once again, Charlie Brown was not looking forward to winter break. break. He knew he was going to have to blank with his friends. You know, if you've got friends, then maybe you should tell them all about the Seattle After Party podcast. You should tell them, hey, check this out, and go to seattleafterparty.com and listen to some of these episodes. They've got wrestlers, they've got podcasters, they've got game designers, they've got female football players. We've got lots of people who've been on the... We had Santa Claus once. We had Santa Claus on this show once. In fact, I will repost that on Christmas since that'll be next Sunday. Wow. Uh, Oh, wow. soon. Yeah, exactly. This is our pre. This is our last live episode of the year that we're recording, and uh, it's right before Christmas, so we'll have Christmas themes. Wow, this is all exciting. I yeah. didn't know what what I'm week honored. it was. Yeah, yeah. This is this is educational. I have to fly out tomorrow. I <laughs> had forgotten. Uh, yeah. So thank you, Daryl. Is it Southwest? Yeah. Did you check in? I have no idea. Okay, because I'm leading the league in missing check-ins for Southwest and then oh, okay. getting like group Z 5006. I didn't know there was a league. Okay, cool. So well, fantasy airlines. Yeah, I'm, I'm the top. <laughs> if you do the fantasy, fantasy version airline? of it, pick me because yeah. I'm the number one draft pick. Okay, cool. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> number one draft pick, Mike Schubert. Um, Charlie Brown was not looking forward to winter break. He knew he was going to have to what with his friends? Uh, awkwardly dance. Because they always have the dance scenes, and I feel like Charlie Brown's moves are the weakest of the whole crew. They really are. They really are. The other ones have, like, little different things, yeah. depending on what they are. One guy's got the, the string bass, and he's, like, jamming he's killing out. It. He's yeah. killing it. Pigpen has, like, an aura of dirt yeah. rising. And I, mean, I think Snoopy's just like... Oh, he's Snoopy's going to win regardless, though. He is the cutest. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll at the very least, in his mind, as, you know, he fights the Red Baron for the competition, somehow he's going to win. Or get shot down. He's got to earn that pizza somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I wrote that uh, they'll have to spread Christian morality. Uh, Ooh. Which is all, all I actually know about uh, Peanuts. Is that actually a, like a sub-theme in the... Oh, God, yeah. Well, in the, in the, in the Christmas, no you, know, uh, you know, Peanuts is hard. I loved it watching that stuff as a kid. But watching it as an adult is tough. Not because of the Christian morality so much, even though, you know, whatever. But it's because those kids are terrible to each other. Oh, my God, they are so mean. Oh, yeah. It's so, like, emotionally abusive. and To each other in a way that I was like, I was... I don't remember kids being that mean. I mean, there were some people who were mean, but not that mean all the time. Did, did you see the Robot Chicken uh, parody? There was like misery, but in the Peanuts universe. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> sounds beautiful, no, though. I yeah, gotta watch like, that. Robot yeah, like Chicken. Sally breaks her, or uh, Linus's leg and like traps him and, yeah, and murders Snoopy. It's great. Go check yeah. it out. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I could see Sally doing that, too. Yeah. I mean, she has this weird thing for Linus, and Linus isn't having it, and he's the artist. Oh, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. 
<laughs> yeah. All right. And I said uh, he does not want to miss the football with his friends or missing True. the football with it his friends. It does happen every time. It happens all the time, and he knows it's going to happen, and yet he lets them. But talk like, about good it. on Charlie for continuing to see the best in people. Yeah. But I think no. I, yeah. That, he's that's like, this will be the time that she doesn't do it, and you know, he's always let down. It's a metaphor for missionary work. Woof. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag new world order. Hashtag, whoops, I invited Alexander Jarabin <laughs> to the show again. More conspiracy theories coming up. Okay. <laughs> With that, round one is done, so let's go to round two. Oh, yes. All right, and this one hits at the heart of home here in Seattle, which is your new home, right there? Should yes, it is. I've been here for like two and a half months now. All right, so I you haven't should... seen the sun in two and a half months. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> we're, so we're you glad should... you escaped. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it's almost Christmas, and people in Seattle are showing their cheer by blanking, or blank, and then you fill in the blank with something. <laughs> uh, as long as it makes sense, it's almost Christmas, and people in Seattle are showing their cheer by blank. You know, I'm very cheery when I get new followers on Twitter. So if you're on Twitter and you think, hey, I like this guy who's hosting right now, you can look me up at at Diacre, that's D-I-A-C-R-E. That's French for deacon. And if you know why that's my name, good for you. If you don't, you've just listened to more episodes and it's on here somewhere. So uh, the other place you could follow us on Twitter is follow all of the After Party hosts by looking up at After Party Hosts mm-hmm. on Twitter. Okay. Now we're back with Mike. It's almost Christmas, and people in Seattle are showing their cheer by... Talking about the weather. Talking about the we- You know, unfortunately we do. It's like this combination thing of like, Weather is one of those things where people like to prove how tough they are. Yeah, I think with Seattle, it's like, because when the rainy things start, everyone knows the rainy season is happening. It's understood. So when it actually gets cold, people are like, oh, this is different and doesn't necessarily happen all the time. I need to talk about the fact that it's cold here and it snowed Thursday. So I feel like that is becoming in full swing. Yeah, yeah. Weather is just a common conversation topic up here, and I feel like it's because of all the, like, social anxiety and Seattle freezy kind of stuff that it's just the quintessential awkward small talk. Sure. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Groovy. So, Alex. Uh, I said that people are celebrating by turning on their sun lamps. Mm. Yeah, by, get... by that you mean those those lamps that are, like, that are like sunlight type. Yeah, lamps. they're like the natural light. They get you vitamin D and try to combat uh, seasonal activated depression. Yeah. Wait, yeah. is it really seasonal, seasonal activated depression? It's so seasonal so it's, effectiveness disorder. Oh, uh, I, like, I like my acronym for sad. In, uh, yeah, in either case, the acronym is sad. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's an accident. Okay. I don't. Though, though you can have seasonal effectiveness disorder during the summer. In fact, I sometimes do. Well, like uh, it's yeah. too nice and you feel like you have to make the most I, of each day I because the sun up, sets at 10. I grew up in Olympia, and so like the weather of having breaks from the sun, it uh, really works for me. It's just like my natural clock is on that. So like the year I lived in San Jose, and it was just unrelenting uh, sun. Okay. I was like, ah! Oh. I mean, I loved uh, the people I was with and around there, and it was a lot of fun. But man, having to live with the sun all the time, I'm, I'm not... 
I'm not equipped to handle that like some people are. I, I miss the sun so terribly. I'm uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to summer. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're also from the Southwest, right? So I grew up in New Jersey and then oh, okay. lived in Texas for nine years. So Texas, I feel like, is very average in terms of like sunsets in the summer at like 730 and well, then in the winter at south. like five. Yeah, it's like not <laughs> terrible. But it's also warm. Yes, yeah, yeah, it nice. is. It's super nice during the winter there because it's like not 100 and humid. So Yeah, humidity sucks. All right, and I said they're by getting out their Christmas mugs. Oh, because yeah. if there's one thing Seattle's known for that is probably true, it's coffee. Yes. And coffee culture is so strong here that they have mugs for all occasions. It's like, oh, it's time for my Halloween mug. It's time for my Turkey Day mug. It's time for my Christmas mug. Oh, New Year's mug. I only have a week to get that one out, but I've got it. <laughs> um, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think that's what we got there. So. Nice. You can also use mugs to put in hot toddies. That is a great cure for uh, sad. Sad. (laughs) Hot hot toddies. A great cure for sad. Uh, Yeah. Both seasonal affective disorder and just being sad. Drink your problems away, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. Uh, With warm milk. Yes. Uh, Anyways. You're really cutting into my business. (laughs) Hey, listen. Think how long they could play drink by cherry-picked games. If uh, they were drinking milk, they could play it all night long. I would, I would get so much sicker if I played with milk than alcohol. I will say, I, there was one time in college, there was, at my school we went to, there was this one like, huge party of the year that was on a Saturday night. And on Friday night, uh, me and my friends decided to host a, a, a party called, I think we called it No Regrets, which was basically just a, like a alcohol-free thing. And okay. one of, we got like a keg of root beer. Which was really cool, and we had some other snacks and stuff there. But keg of root beer. Yeah, so you can get a root beer keg from St. Arnold's, which oh, yeah, is a yeah. brewery. That may, I mean, Houston. that makes total sense. I'm not saying. I'm just like, that's just one of those things that. Don't worry, I oh. I turned it down so it don't get as much feedback, but oh, it's still going. Okay, in but it's thing. still okay, same yeah. level. All right. Um, but yes, yeah, so we had like a keg of root beer, and then we did milk and cookies pong instead of beer pong, and I will say significantly worse because drinking, you know, two glasses of milk. It sits way more in your stomach than, you know, two glasses of, like, Miller Lite, which is effectively beer-flavored water. Right, right. Or if you're a pro, you play whiskey pong. Woof. I've played water or vodka drinking games, which are terrifying, because you just don't know what it is. It's like, like Russian, it's like roulette. Russian roulette, but but it's just drinking there's, without there's the bullets. A, there's a bar up in North Seattle... Uh, the Lucky Star, Shanghai Room, and, and the North Star Diner. Uh, but they do, like, a tray of random shots from the bar. Whoa. And it's like, you need eight people to order it, but they put it on a Lazy Susan and just, like, spin it around for you. That is beautifully terrifying. Yeah. I love it. I've, I've never had the eight people, but I've really tried to get them to give it to me. <laughs> I promise, I have seven friends in the back. They just send me up. It's just going to be different facial hair on me. <laughs> and they're all going to look fake. Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> Uh, yeah, Santa. I don't think that's you. All right. Um, anyways, last of the normal round of the match game. Here we go. And as per usual, this has to do with our guest. Oh, my. Mike hadn't read Harry Potter before his podcast because he prefers to read blank. Mike hadn't read Harry Potter before his podcast before, because he prefers to read blank. Hey, Listen. We get it. We're a podcast. You don't have to read us. All you have to do is listen to us. So make sure to subscribe to us. Um, but what we would like you to do is write something that we can read. 
So if you're on iTunes, hey, write us a review. And we've gotten one, and it's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, if you're on Stitcher, write us a review. I haven't seen one there, but I'm sure when we get one, it'll be beautiful. Thank you. Okay, we'll come to you last, Mike, since you're a, you're, your answer is obviously correct. True. Um, but first, we'll start with Alex, because I, I need to write mine down. I know what mine is. All right. The, I'll, I'll talk while you do that. All right. Uh, I wrote uh, Naruto manga. Because I figured you're a huge weeb. I've I've actually not I'm not into manga slash anime stuff oh, too much. Ah, it's tragic. We're never we're never gonna be friends. So oh, it's okay. Man. It's not that I'm opposed to it. I just never really. You're got sure, it. you say that now, but I I'll, I'll hear you backstage later. I did have a friend in middle school who was very into Inuyasha and Love Hina, and she used to read them on the school bus. Okay, and I she. Would... I was I was wondering, <laughs> and I used to like look over at them every now and then and be confused. Yeah. <laughs> But Great. that's like my fullest extent. I watched. What's the one that came out recently? I've seen a couple like One Punch. What's the One Punch Man? I've seen a couple One Punch. Mans I have. I great. think I have hyped up One Punch Man a lot on this podcast because Good. it is the best thing. Because <laughs> it's it's a parody of the like Harry it's Potter. Just a parody of Harry Potter in a lot of ways strikes me as. And also for the record, uh, my knowledge of Harry Potter is your podcast. <laughs> um, so, uh, but it strikes me as the same like trope of like, oh, it's a, it's a middle school slash high school boy who's who's growing in power and in this nebulous way. It's the same thing as like show and anime, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, it's just One Punch Man is the parody of that because yeah. it's someone who isn't going to grow and is just always he just yeah. does a hundred push-ups and a hundred sit-ups, a and day. he's just the best thing ever. And yeah. <laughs> is yeah, ennui. Anyway, all right. Well, uh, and uh, mine was Mike hadn't read Harry Potter before his podcast because he prefers to read the on television channel guide Ooh. and just watch TV. Just watch the scrolling. TV yeah, yeah if you're going to read gonna something, you're just going to be reading that so you can find the TV show you want to watch next. I did watch a lot of that as a youngin. I was very big on it. Yeah? But now I don't, I don't even know if you can get that channel anymore. Yeah, you can. Yeah, it's they all, like the TV Guide channel or whatever now. Well, they, I, I'm not even saying it's got to be that, but like any, oh, any cable, any form, of cable form you get, you're just like looking just for it. Just hit Guide and then look yeah. and then be like, oh, that's what's on, cool. And then, yeah, and then you find <laughs> it and you're watching some... Something terrible, like uh, the Seattle After Party TV show? Could that be a thing ever? If yes. it does, I think if we were on local cable me. access, uh, just like uh, <laughs> Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah, and they had a movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Mike, what's the real answer? Uh, the real answer is the price per pound uh, things at grocery stores. Because ah. they shape my life. Because it'll be like, should I get... I, I had this huge dilemma where if I was going to get Safeway brand breadcrumbs... Or um, like Progresso breadcrumbs, right. and they were both like two dollars. But then one can was slightly larger, so the price per pound thing was it was technically a better deal by like thirty cents. And I had this enormous debate of if I should get Safeway brand or not. And I was looking at like nutrition facts and all sort of things like that. This is the reason he did not read Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean, the real the real thing <laughs> was being, I like reading basketball articles. I thought the more fun answer would be how obsessed I am with like trying no, to get I, the best deal out of grocery stores. I like this conspiracy that Safeway is making our children illiterate. <laughs> yeah. Safeway, it's your fault. <laughs> By the way, if you want to sponsor us, Safeway, go ahead. Oh, I'd be so down. Yeah, we need that big Illuminati fun buck money. <laughs> yes, we do. We've got somebody to, to make your conspiracy sound so uh, silly I also that nobody be... will believe them. I want to be in the Trilateral Commission. Please invite me in. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, whatever. Hi. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> All right, that brings us to the lightning round. Oh. 
Why does the lightning round make gun noises? <laughs> because that's the best I can have. I'm not one of those really good sound effects people thunder. who can make thunder, um, which is not lightning. Which is but not it's lightning. Lightning is inaudible. The sound that lightning makes as it cuts the... Yeah, anyways, physics that I don't understand fully. Anyways, here we go. The lightning round is supposed to go quick, but in practice it goes about the same speed as uh, the normal round. It's just one word and one blank. Can you fill in the blank? And just like we have been. So here we go. Round Eight. one of the lightning round. Pod blank. Pod blank. Um, I did not in any way write this one knowing that uh, Alexander Jarabek uh, would be on the podcast. Alexander Jarabek, he's from Cherry Pick Games. They make a game called Conspiracy. And like I could Conspire. No, it's called Conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. This is part of the cover-up over my work. work. <laughs> That's why people don't buy it, because they're looking up the wrong name. You should have called it Conspiracy. There is a game called Conspiracy. Well, then it's called Conspire. <laughs> so look up Conspire by Jerry Pick Games. I'm advertising for him terribly. Okay, Mike. Oh, I said pod uh, racing. Pod racing. From the critically acclaimed film, The The Phantom. Phantom (laughs) Critically acclaimed. You know, I I have this thing that really annoys me that people do in general where it becomes culturally okay to like diss on something. And then people start disliking something just because that's what people want them to do, not because they actually have a reason to. I mean, I thought the pod race was way too long. But then I've seen kids who loved it and other people who loved it. So I'm just like, okay, so that wasn't for me. Big whoop. The, yeah. the pod race was the good part of that movie. Everything, else, everything was else was the bad, the part. bad part of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Duel of the Fates, great song. Darth Maul, really cool like character that is just not used and killed off for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Liam was, Neeson. Yeah. Was there for some reason. He was there. Um, there's, there's lots of reasons Liam anyway. Neeson is anywhere. But uh, um, it's because if you don't put him in the movie, he will find you. He will find, uh, uh, if he's not like murdering a wolf, I don't care. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Napod Racing. Okay. Alexander Jarabek, give me an answer that's what I exactly expected you to write. Yeah. People. Pod, pod people. people. <laughs> Just like you are, Daryl. That's why you, you can't pronounce my, or say my game name right. Yeah. It's because the truth would kill you. The truth would kill me to say it's uh, conspire. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. All right. I'm okay. I'm, uh, I'm going to get it. You almost hatched out of his shell. Yeah, I almost did. <laughs> it was weirdly erotic. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, anyways, and I said podcast uh, because good answer. I'm good doing answer. a podcast. Which you can uh, follow us on Facebook at just look up seattleafterparty.com. And while you're there, look up Potterless. Okay, mm-hmm. um, now here's one blank Potter. Blank Potter. Let's see if we can match anybody on this one or be super creative and nobody match. I'm going to go with what is to me the obvious answer, but I hope. Uh, oh, are we trying to match? No, okay. not necessarily. <laughs> Not unless you want to date afterwards. It's, it's called. It's <laughs> not unless you want to date afterwards. Because this is a matchup between the match game and the dating game. And if you match too many people on the panel, you have to date that person, which could get really hard. Okay, Mr. Schubert. Oh, I went with James Potter, which is Harry's dad, yeah. who seems way cooler than Harry. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> he would, like, get into mischief uh, and, I don't know. I like how they set him up in the book as, like, oh, James Potter, great wizard, awesome person. And then you slowly learn he was, like, kind of an asshole. So Yeah, not even kind of. He was just a regular jerk. <laughs> uh, yeah, in general. I mean, if it wasn't for Lily, there would have been no redeeming qualities in that family. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, there you go. All right. All right. Um, hey, so. Alexander Jarabek with the game Conspire by Cherry Picked Games, which you should totally buy. Um, or, or drink, you yeah. know, or Catalyst, whatever suits anyway, your fancy. Whatever, yeah. all or right. all three of them. We're here to talk about uh, Potterless. We are. Um, but, <laughs> but you keep coming on my podcast, so I'm, I I'm keep you know. showing up. Um, <laughs> uh, I wrote Harry, but spelled differently. Uh, oh. You are, be- because I, I once made a pot, and I'm a very hairy person. So you would be a Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah. Is there a better term for Potter's like a fancy word? Uh, I don't know. Clayman. Clayman. Yeah. Let's go with that. That sounds. I'm a Clayman. Okay. I think I don't think you can say that. I think that sounds like some sort of uh, uh, thing that you learn in health class. A Clayman. Okay. And I just said Harry, but I spelled it like Harry. Oh. Uh, The name. That's good. Mm, good. Uh, So not like the Home Alone villain. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, here we go in the next round. In the lightning round, our next one is lightning blank. Lightning blank. Oh, yeah. I think that this could go many different ways, especially when it's in the lightning round or anything else. So, I'm sure we won't get any matches, though, because that's not what we do here. Okay, Mike Schubert. Oh, I put comma greased. Oh, comma mm. greased. So, yeah. Because, you know, it's grease. Grease. Comma greased. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I lo- so, you know, that's not what always happens eventually. Somebody does the comma thump something in the blanks. Uh, I'm the worst. I know. You're a hackney. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Total hack. Oh, and by the way, see him uh, later today in the matinee. Okay. Yeah, in one hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in like negative 47 hours or whenever this podcast goes yeah, live. Yeah, <laughs> because it, it will come out on Tuesday. <laughs> so that show will be passed. All right, Alexander Jurabek. Uh, I wrote Lightning Returns, which oh. is the Final Fantasy 13 like, follow-up game. Uh, because Final Fantasy XV just came out, and it felt relevant. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to get your, your JRPG on and follow the weird boy band group that's <laughs> in the current Final Fantasy game. See, you, I was imagining Lightning Returns being like Lightning Deals on Amazon, but it, the opposite, like, oh, I really want to return this thing that I don't <laughs> yeah. want. I want to do it if so return, fast, and I have return to do it, it in two hours. If you return <laughs> it right now. Um, <laughs> the drones just show up at your house and take everything. Here, we'll take you on our PlayStation 3, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I like that lightning returns. <laughs> I mean, I would do it if there was like an easy way to just like sell stuff I don't use anymore. Yeah, I'd for sure. Yeah, there's like free cycle apps. See, but I want like what about paid cycle? Uh there is yeah, we'll talk after this. <laughs> this podcast isn't about those apps. Okay, and I said lightning scar uh, because Harry. Harry's got a lightning I'm, bolt. I'm detecting scar. a theme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what that is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. I, I know that I'm... See, we are a spectrum of Harry Potter knowledge yeah, here. True. Like, I am on the spectrum. He's, he's <laughs> a, 
Alexander's on the low end. Like he said, mm-hmm. the, all he knows is what he's heard from your podcast. See, I know which, slightly more than that. So you know slightly <laughs> more than that because there's stuff you didn't talk about. Yeah, here's one thing I didn't talk about that talks that deals with the scar. There was a big hubbub between what J.K. Rowling envisioned for the scar and what the illustrator of the book did. So ah. J.K. Rowling always envisioned it was like over his which over his right eye and she had like wrote it that way in the book and thought she had implied it. But when the first illustrator did it, he put it like right in the middle of his forehead. So like if you ever look at the illustrations in the book, it's like very plain to see. It's almost like I don't know the name of the thing when that Indian like girls a unibrow? wearing a wedding. No, no, no I was saying like uh, the Indian girls. Yeah, it's like looks like one of those in the in the illustration. And she was like actually upset about it. So then in the second book, I think she like made a concerned effort to be like Harry felt a pain in his scar above his right eye. Like and she was like kind of upset about it. So when it came time for the movie, she like went to the people and was like, make sure you do this with the scar. And it was actually like a big deal. You know, I, I think it's 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 good that it's asymmetrical too. It also makes it easier to hide it with hair. Yeah, that was the other thing is, is that she's like, people don't talk to him about it all the time and they like ask to see it. So if it was like in plain sight, people wouldn't do so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, a really dumb haircut if your hair like comes in the middle instead of just swooping gracefully over one <laughs> eye, hiding you with mystique. I, I don't know why I'm like... You're, you're like staring out <laughs> yes. into like the audience where there's either a camera or an audience that is not you. Yeah, there's chairs. There's Someday. Chairs. <laughs> Um, but you know the audience you can you can be in the audience you actually can when we do these live recordings mm-hmm. and show up we've had them you'll get prizes you will oh nice likely um, uh, yeah and uh, I am on the very other end of the spectrum I was going to say of Harry <laughs> Potter or I've read the books multiple times I've listened to all the books uh, on tape because I've been on car trips with my family mm-hmm. and the guy who does those is amazing oh I thought you were going to say horrible no <laughs> i don't is, it's jim dale right yeah okay he i think is, he's okay for these have you heard the jim dale uh what's the other really good book series uh, game of thrones uh first of all or uh, a song of fire and ice or whatever no no i don't really care Uh-oh. like i i read the first game of thrones and i started in the second and i was like okay i'm done oh wow okay and then i watched the tv show and uh because somebody loaned me the first three seasons on like DVDs or Blu-rays, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made it through three seasons, but I probably would have stopped about halfway into the second one, much mm. like I did the book. Because it's just, I feel like I'm just kicking myself in the balls watching that show. <laughs> uh, I really do. And it's like, you know, I understand it. Film quality-wise, acting-wise, there's music-wise, there's lots of reasons why that's a very good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not knocking any of that. But I want an escape that makes me feel happy, and that and not, show is yeah, not that Yeah, because all of your favorite people die. And yeah, so he the does books the- are so slow. They are really slow. So I, tried I went reading. through the Wheel of Time. Uh-oh. Oh, So I know slow books. Yes. And I'm fine with that. I've mm-hmm. read all of those. But, whew. No, so I tried to I tried to read the first one, and I don't like fantasy, which is the real reason why I didn't read Harry Potter. Um, so I was struggling to get through the book because it was so slow, and there was so much happening. So I was like, "How about I audiobook it?" And Jim Dale, I'm pretty sure, does the audiobook for 
in Game of Thrones, and his voices are so annoying. Like, he goes over the top with, like, it was like, Prince Greyjoy, I went over here. And I was like, dude, just talk. Like, I wish there was a human version where just, like, <laughs> it was just, like, you know, Tyrion Lannister went to the store. Like, I just want, like, a normal person talking. Yeah, it's- and in the Harry Potter ones, he's good. Like, most of the voices are good, but some of the voices are just obnoxious. Thankfully, it's for people that don't talk a lot. Like, when he does McGonagall, he does, like, the most absurd Scottish accent ever. <laughs> he's like, oh, Professor McGonagall! And it's like, yo, she's supposed to be like a nice, like calm, sassy old lady, not like this ridiculous caricature of a Scottish person. <laughs> so some of the voices he does are annoying. Yeah. I, I can get that, but the thing I always love is like you can just hear him talking and you know what character it is. He that does, is good. He does, he does do a good job of everyone's accent is very distinctive, uh, which is nice. He actually holds like a, a Guinness Book of World Records for one of the novels where he has like 127 or something different identifiable uh, characters. That's impressive. Something incredibly wow. (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, let's get back on to the lightning round because like I said, the lightning round goes quick. (laughs) (laughs) And here we go. Blank beer. Blank beer. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Have you ever thought to yourself, you know, I want to see some comedy, but I'd also like to drink. Well, guess what? You should come down to the Atlas Theater and watch any of uh, the different comedy shows we've got here. And we will have a wonderful bartender here who you can tip because they volunteer. Uh, so it's probably a good idea to tip them just because they're here on their good graces. And, uh, you should you tip can buy bartenders yourself. in general because yeah, that's always. just like, like the $1 per drink minimum thing should just be like a universally accepted that, standard. For coffee as well. Yeah. And, uh, I, I will say though, I think normal servers are way over tipped. And as someone who is a tipped employee, I'm not like speaking out of like some, you know, I make too much money perspective, but man, I hate 20% for like a $20 plate that you just walked to me and, and yeah, most servers, most, there's a lot of great food out there. There's not good service anywhere. So I think we need to fix that as a society. That's anyway. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I could go on and on about my issues with, with tipping in general, but, uh, we can go on to that later in some other podcast I'll create in the future. Uh, for now, uh, let's go to um, Blank Beer. I forgot where we were because we were talking about tipping people. Okay, Blank Beer. Mike, what do oh, we got? I wrote non-IPA Yeah, because uh, I am a child and uh, I don't like very hoppy beer. And I feel like in Seattle, like 85% of beer is hoppy stuff. It, well, it's, we, it, we grow a lot of hops here, so I think there's some like regionality to uh, it. That makes sense. It's funny you say not a child. I, I grew up drinking IPAs because uh, when I was in college, I thought that was what you were supposed to do, so I drank stuff like Ruination and, and just like the overly uh-huh. hopped double IPAs and stuff, and then I realized they're crap. Uh, and yeah, when I moved, like I moved up here to where all the IPAs are and I just desperately crave a Hefeweizen or Mm -hmm. just anything with flavor or like intelligent thought put into the beer. Anyway. No, but if you put in more hops, more is always better. (laughs) Ugh, gross. I just, I don't know. I don't see the appeal. Okay. Uh, neither do I. I don't really like beer in general though, but, uh, hey there. Alexander. Jurabek. Yo, I put uh, draft beer. You put draft beer. Yeah, which is something that I desperately hope we get at Comedy Sports someday. That would be killer. Uh, taps are, are great. You can fill up uh, growlers then. Uh, yeah. There's a, play, there's a brewery near my house started doing uh, crowlers. Like, they make 32-ounce cans to order oh. for you to take home. So, 
Yeah, right. uh, Ravenna Brewing Company. Crowley's the podcast. <laughs> I thought I thought it was going to be like something related to Alistair Crowley. I thought it was going to be Maybe something that. involving like food. I don't know why I was thinking like cronuts and stuff. Uh, yeah, that would be good. Cronuts and beans. Cronuts should sponsor us too. Yeah, just the the food type cronuts. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, let's get uh, if we're Ravenna having... Brewing Company would probably come on your podcast, the brewers and stuff. Uh, I'm hosting a game night there every other Tuesday Ooh, starting in January. Hey, nice. hey, get them in contact with me. I'd love to have them. I on. will. I've put them in contact with so many comedy sports people to do very events all right yes. sounds great all right yeah. and i said because we're talking about uh harry potter i said butter beer no way yeah no way. <laughs> which by the way oh, when, that's what that comes from yeah oh. when i was in when i was in uh went to universal studios this is how much on the harry potter spectrum i've been oh, it's to delicious. i've been to uh universal studios in florida and been to. to the harry potter experience uh did you it, go to both parks i went to both parks nice uh and Every we we didn't always we only spent like two days in the Harry Potter places one in each park that makes and then, sense and then the other days we just spent around uh, various Universal Studios stuffs uh, but we always made sure to go to the Harry Potter experience places to get some butterbeer every day that yes. was, it did was, you get frozen or like, I, I always got frozen yeah frozen is definitely superior yes so what what is it's basically like just butterscotch like cream soda effectively oh. I Wait, mean, is it alcoholic? You can. I don't think you can get it alcoholic in Universal, oh. but I think that there's there's like recipes out there where I think you just put like schnapps in it. Oh, as a, I'm a big fan of hot buttered rum, uh, okay. which is but only if it's like a gratuitous amount of butter. Yeah. Okay. So basically, in Universal, you can get like regular, which is basically just like getting butterscotch flavored cream soda, or you okay. get frozen, where it's like a slushy and Ooh. it's way better. It's, oh. Okay. oh yeah. It's, it's like painfully loaded with sugar, but. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. And it was our treat every day. Mm-hmm. And it was so this super This is a very hot. masochistic podcast. Painfully sweet. <laughs> ah, kicking yourself in the balls. Weed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what we do. All right. Okay. Uh, because we're in the Eat. lightning round uh, and, we're, and we're 42 this minutes This is in. such a quick lightning round. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's the last one of the lightning round. Wizard blank. Wizard blank. Um, hey there. Everybody, you might know a wizard in some category. You might know uh, people who are looking for a wizard in some category. If this is you, then I think what you need to do is live in a world that improv presides in. Because that's where we can always find wizards and other people making up things. Because improv is all about making things up. So check out CSZSeattle.com and check out all the classes that we have so you can find out how to be a wizard of improv. All right. Mike, what did you say for wizard? Uh, I said on because that's what I say at the end of the podcasts. I said it the first time I did an episode as a joke. I was trying to think of just like a... Wizard on. I was like, here's a thing that they definitely didn't say. And the first person I did was like laughed hysterically, and I was like, "All right, this is going to be a thing now." So now I always say, as they say in Hogwarts, "Wizard on," which they don't, don't. say at all. Why? <laughs> they probably do. They just cut the chapter. Yeah, they, they, the keep... editor was like, "JK, we got to take this out. This is ridiculous. No one say, is ever going to say this." Wizard on. <laughs> I'd love to see the main trio like raise their like gearing up to be, defeat Voldemort, just jump up. Wizard on. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> that's, that's the Japanime version of <laughs> Harry Potter. Wizard on. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it's like Power Rangers meets Harry Potter. Oh All right. my god, what a great crossover. Yeah. It'll so happen. let's do the YouTube series after this. I'm down. Alright. <laughs> alright. Uh, all right. Wizard. Uh, comma, level five. 
because oh, I wanted a comma thing you too. You wanted to do nice, the comma thing. Nice. Uh, level five is uh, at least in in D and D three point five is when you start getting all the interesting spells like fireball and lightning bolt and and a lot of the more like teleportation and like esoteric ones. Uh, mm. It's where you really diversify as a character and actually become useful to the party instead of just a liability. Mm, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of D and D three point five, we had Jonathan Tweed on as a guest a couple times. In uh, anybody who knows D and D. Yeah. He worked on that stuff. Yes, and he did. Pathfinder and some other games that are not Catalyst. Okay, that are not Catalyst. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they also came out way before, and were, were they, a great they, springboard. They were for so that people can the modern era of RPGs and story games. Okay, and now I said Ing World uh, because we were just talking about the Wizarding World of Harry, of Harry Potter, Potter, and that is what I did. Good. So that so we matched uh, exactly one third of a time. Sweet. Uh, not the time, a time. A time. Uh, <laughs> I think it was, we had, a, we had a homonym between the Harrys. Homonyms, Harry and Harry. And All I right. think that's it. I think that was the only match that... Yep, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Definitely nailed it. All right, so uh, let's talk, Mike, about Potterless. Sure. Uh, so here you are, here in I a am. world, having not read Harry Potter, mm-hmm. not really liking fantasy. No. What made you say, you know what I should do? I should read it and do a podcast on it. So I was, a while ago, um, I had started, like about a year and a half to two years ago, I started a podcast about Vine, because I was very much involved in that app, had made a lot of friends from it, and one of my best friends in San Francisco, and I met from Vine, and then I moved there, we hung out a lot, and every time at parties, people would be like, oh, you met from Vine? That's so weird. And I decided to make a podcast and be like, it's not that weird. It's like, yeah, maybe it's an unconventional way to meet someone, but the fact that you just become normal friends after is like totally fine. Mm-hmm. So I made a podcast about that and did it for a while, and it was great. But one thing I didn't like, enjoy about it is that it didn't appeal to necessarily everyone. Uh, it was just very specifically like. Then people, why are you like, on this here. podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, my thought was like, I was like, I want to keep podcasting, but I want to do something that that everyone can like kind of relate to. And then I was so I was trying to think of like things that very large portions of people enjoy and could get behind. And I was like, well, everybody's read Harry Potter, but I haven't read Harry Potter. And I was like, wait. That's the podcast. Ah. And then I decided to do it. And I had a lot of people throughout my life like tell me, like, you should read them, you should read them. And then my girlfriend was very like adamant, like, you need to read these. And she was a big driving force in me getting off my butt and doing it. All right. So, All right. Yeah. Groovy. Uh, so so you, you, you created this podcast because you wanted one that people will actually listen to. Uh, I haven't figured that one out yet myself. Uh, but <laughs> pandering, just pander just pander to people. I, I, I really need to. Um, so how far have you gotten with it in the books? So I just, so I'm like, I'm personally ahead of the recording. So I have well, just good. gotten, yeah, I've gotten halfway through book four. Okay. I think at this time, the most recent episode release is like halfway through book two. But yeah. I knew that I wanted to have a bunch backlog because since I have to like read multiple chapters of a book in between episodes, I was like, this is going to be bad if I'm doing it in real time. So I'm halfway, I'm like a little past halfway through Gobble to Fire. I just got through like the big meaty section and they just finished the, uh, the dance, the, the, the ball or whatever, the Yule ball. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sure. I'm at that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, Alex, uh, just, I want you to chime in with questions about what, like why, <laughs> why is this a uh, thing? Well, no, I, I actually really appreciate the perspective you put on the podcast of, like, I mean, it is a children's book. Oh, for sure. Uh, and that's, <laughs> that's 
one of the reasons I stayed away from it. Like, you know, you open it up and it's in like big font and like uh, <laughs> easy words. But I, I think pictures. I think what, what clicked for me is you had, you had a line of like, I felt so smart being able to predict what's happening, <laughs> yeah. and then I realized it's for nine year olds. Yeah. That is the thing is like definitely in the like the first two books are very much written like a Scooby Doo episode where like there's they throw multiple red herrings at you but the person that did it is the first person you meet and it's and I thought I was like all awesome by realizing this but yeah you know <laughs> speaking of that the f- the person who did it's the first person you meet uh, the the TV show Castle I uh, used to watch my mm-hmm. wife and I had this thing that uh, the first person who is not a main cast member uh-huh. that you meet doesn't matter how they come on is the person who is guilty the, at sure. the end of it. And man, if that wasn't true half the time, mm-hmm. and some of the ways they were the first person you met were so like throw away, you forgot about them. And, uh, but we would always go, that was the first person you met. Yeah. Like I can tell it's a trope in a... It, it is, CSI general, does a similar thing. Like CSI, a, the, at least the original one, when it, was, when it first came out before there were 38 spinoffs, I think it was like the first... CSI non- Yelm. <laughs> the, uh, <you> know. <laughs> the first like non... The first normal person you met. Like it was like, oh, this guy is just like a witness and trying to help. It's like, no, he's way too normal. Like totally did it. But Scooby Doo was a hundred percent of the time first person. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Scooby Doo. Yeah, that was very Scooby Doo. I never put that together though that that's a, a Scooby Doo trope that is. is I, I wonder if that's what it's called on TV tropes. I don't know if it is. I just put the, I, that's at least what I call it because when I was a kid, or at least when I was like older enough to get this, like seventh grade ish, when Scooby Doo was on, I was like, I realize it's always the first person. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if it is a trope thing or if it's something I, I, I just I would wonder on. what that is on TV tropes. Yeah. That's that's always a, a fun website to go to and realize how much is not new. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well, you listening at home can actually open up another tab and Whoa, figure that out. You crazy. can use the power Unless you're of... driving, don't do that. Don't, you know, if you're don't, driving, don't, oh, don't do that. Who cares? You're adults. You just put the phone up in the like above the steering wheel so you can look at it on <laughs> oh, the road. That's what I Seattle do. Seattle After Party does, does not, not condone. condone this behavior. <laughs> Jerry uh, Games condones this. I don't <laughs> care. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Uh, because he doesn't want you to play his games because if you're dead, you can't play any games by Cherry Pick Games. Mm. You could play Conspire in a car. <laughs> but not if uh, you're dead. Don't play drink in the car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unless you're like in New Orleans and you're not driving, because okay. then I think it's legal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we had drive through liquor stores in Arizona, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Good yeah, times. There's, there's some stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, back to Potterless. Back to Potterless. <laughs> um, since, uh, since Harry Potter is, you mentioned that it's something everybody's read, and mm-hmm. obviously that's hyperbole, because... Not you're not. Own. You're not nobody. <laughs> you're somebody, and you true. hadn't read it. Uh, but since it is something that's so common in pop culture, uh, there's obviously people are going to say things, and uh, there's going to be spoilers. Yes. Which anybody who knows me knows that I don't give a crap about spoilers. Mm. Uh, well, you, you know the one that went viral. I, mean, I, I know that, that, that Snape, Snape killed, killed Dumbledore. Dumbledore. I know that one. Okay. I know some of the other big ones, but I'm trying to avoid them as much as possible. Okay, but how have, have they affected your reading, enjoyment, um, or any, or the podcast so, at all? So, so far, no one in the podcast, apparently, at some points in the podcast, people have like hinted at stuff that's been spoiler, but it's like gone over my head. Like I've had people, my girlfriend and other friends, like text me and be be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe so and so said this," and I'd be like, or they won't, she won't tell me, but it'll be like they'll go over my head. So I haven't that's, had that's, anything. That's a big part of spoilers that I totally. I have a whole other podcast that's called The Spoilers with Wayne okay. Bell because I made this big rant about 
I don't care about spoilers. And every time something big's on, like I would just watch Rogue One, and when it first don't came out, it. I said, I said, please spoil it for me, because what happens is one. Somebody will write something real. Somebody will write something fake. I don't know. I don't really <laughs> care. And if it's a good movie, it doesn't matter. Okay. It's my I, opinion. But I personally opinion. don't like spoilers because I love being shocked by stuff. Like, I'm, I've de- I Googled at one point when I was listening to a lot of audiobooks, I Googled, like, stories with best plot twists. Because I just really enjoy, like, a good, like, what? Because I, I enjoy the game of trying to guess what it is. Mm. It's just something I like to do. So I'm a big fan of, like, mystery-type things. Are you making note of he's a big fan of games where he has to guess things? Yeah, I, uh, no, I, I'm not. I was actually thinking, I mean, do you play video games? Yes. Did you play Until Dawn? No, I want to, though, but I'm a giant pussy, and I hate horror things. I want to play with, like, a group of people, so I'm not scared. Because it's, okay, it's uh, like the choose-your-own-adventure, like, it, it, it's like It's thing. like a choose-your-own-adventure horror game. Do you know about Until Dawn, Dare? I do not. It's, uh, you it would, looks awesome. You would love it. It's, it's a trope. It's a bunch of high schoolers up in a cabin in the snowy mountains, and they're mm-hmm. isolated there, and there's a killer, and there might be supernatural stuff. But your decisions that you make determine who lives and dies. Mm-hmm. So there's endings where the entire cast is dead. Or if you do everything uh, correctly, quote-unquote, they all live. Mm-hmm. Or if you do what you're supposed to do and kill off the annoying characters. Yeah. No, I really enjoy yeah, those I, types of games. Yeah, I'm I was a, a total fan. I was a total uh, choose-your-own-adventure fan as a kid. I had, I had a, a list of books all indexed of which ones mm-hmm. I owned since they were all numbered and stuff. And I was like... I had a collection. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. You, you would love Until Dawn. Check it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted, I'd be down to play with a group of people, so I'm not as scared. But I really want to. Because I've enjoyed the, the Walking Dead How old Telltale are you? game. I'm 24. Okay. I just you, won't, you won't be scared. Okay. You're uh, no, 24 I'm, now. No, I'm I will so hold your hand. Anymore. I just don't like jump scares. I'm good at, I can do like, oh, you should play Spook- like Saw and like other, like Silence of the Lambs, stuff that's like creepy and weird, but like jump scares, I'm, oh, let's, pl- let's play Spooky's House of Jump Scares. <laughs> no, no thanks. You know, or Five Nights at Fred's. I do okay. I, I, I do okay with jump scares. I am actually the opposite, where if it's uh, okay. psychological, that really gets to me because oh, okay. it gets in my head. Uh, yeah, anyways. Uh, yeah. So, I, was, I was saying the Telltale game, uh, Walking Dead, uh-huh. is a choose-your-adventure one that's yeah. like not too scary. It's got like creepy zombie stuff. Pretty much but, all the Telltale games are choose-your-adventure. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yes. But it does have a very much like you have to try to keep everyone yes. alive. You have to keep everybody alive. Yeah. And I did the thing where I kept everyone alive, even the annoying people. And I was one of the rare. Because uh, they tell you the percentages. Kenny is so garbage. Okay, no, he's garbage, but, yeah, I could, but he it's always hard to kill him. You can't, no, it you is, can't, because he, he's uh, a main character in, in the, the second one. In the one. second one. I'm uh, halfway through the second one. Okay. But that game is why I stopped watching the show, because the game was better than the show. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> like I, was, I, I, I did the first game, and I was like, maybe I should watch the show. So I watched season one, it was solid. And then I got halfway through season two, I was like, this show's like not good. And then I had friends who were currently in season three complaining about how terrible was and I was like I'm out I'm not in <laughs> I think that's the same, same thing once you decide a show isn't good even if it's popular and stuff it's can't. okay to let it go sure other people can like stuff you don't like yeah that's exactly fine. I disagree no one no <laughs> one can like anything I dislike <laughs> I must know um yeah, th- I think the scariest thing I've seen recently is Black Mirror. I've only seen one episode. Oh, it's scary? It, it, Damn it, I was going to watch it. <laughs> uh, I want to see that. I, I saw no. the, the Christmas episode or whatever. Uh, okay, I'll just skip I was, that one. I was on in like a... Like I had a girl over because I don't have heating, so I have to I have to invite women over to my place to he stay warm. He doesn't have heating. I don't. He's like, oh, it's let's traumatized. snuggle. Let's <laughs> snuggle because I don't have heating. Make yes. fun of me, but this is a legitimate tactic 
uh, to stay warm because otherwise I, I just wake up seeing my breath and shit. It took me like an hour last night to, to fall asleep because I couldn't feel my feet. Woof. Um, listening to your podcast. Oh, uh, nice. Thank you for entertaining me while <laughs> yeah, I He shivered. entertained him so much he didn't care about his feet. That's yeah, right, I, right. I didn't. Um, but no, just <laughs> wait, wait, here's the advertising slogan for the podcast. Now. So entertaining. You won't care about your feet. You won't care about oh, this podcast. Well, yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm a, yeah. I, who, who wouldn't say yes to that? <laughs> uh, most women. Anyway, uh, uh, anyway, no, that, that black mirror just messed me up. That is like, yeah. If you if you don't like scary stuff or like, I just don't like jump scares. Yeah, okay. I can if you like psychological, creepy. it's great. Okay, then I'll, uh, I'll see how I like it. It's I'll like give Twilight it Zone. That's what I've heard. Like, yeah, yeah. Just Which, the implications just bother me about like dystopic stuff and mm. yeah. Speaking know. of dystopic stuff, uh, Conspire by Cherry Pick Games. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, and Catalyst for that matter. Jesus, <laughs> I you know I love you the, live like, in a dark I love place. Pa- yeah, I, I do live in a dark. <laughs> but I, I love the I love the like heroism of like oh yeah, ninety nine percent of the population's dead, and you, you now you can stop the demons on your own. Mm. Have you read this, The Stand by Stephen King? I have not read The okay. Stand. I'm currently reading it. It's have, like have, a, you, have you watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Because that has stands. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but it's about flu kills 99% of the people and then what happens. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, what, uh, since uh, we're, we're kind of veering out of Harry Potter land, which is okay, uh, it brings me to the next thing. What... What other, because it seems like if you don't read Harry Potter, that doesn't connect you to other stuff uh-huh. that people know a lot. Is there like, have you found there's a lot of stuff that there's you're a missing lot of stuff. in pop culture? By not liking fantasy, there's a lot of stuff. So I've not read any of the Lord of the Rings. I have fallen asleep during all of the movies because I've, the only time I watch them is like at late at night at someone's house and then the music is really soothing and I yeah. fall asleep. And there's like three and a half hours there, Yeah, so I've never like made it through any Lord of the Rings stuff. And then I've also... I didn't read Game of Thrones. I watched like the first couple episodes of it, but I was like, I don't know. I don't watch a lot of TV, so I'm out on a lot of TV stuff. I kind of like find one show I like and then I'll go in on it. So, but definitely on fantasy stuff, I'm more out. Do you do you find it hard to like when you when having read Harry Potter, I guess the podcast is helpful for this, but yeah. I remember when I when I read Dune for the first time a couple mm-hmm. years ago, I really wanted to talk about it with people and okay. just <laughs> no one gave a shit. <laughs> uh, and yeah. As is I mean like how how does not liking pop fantasy like affect your comedy and your just, I, just general life? Sometimes it's an, sometimes it's like hard because You'll like people make references to something and you won't get it, but it's not like the worst thing in the world. I'm more upset when like things get spoiled because it's not that I'm not gonna watch something. Mm-hmm. Like it could just be I'm gonna plan on watching something later. Yeah. Um, like with Breaking Bad, I waited until it like season four was out until I started watching it, and thankfully no one had really spoiled anything in it, and it was really solid. Um, but I don't think it's like affected my life negatively too much. It is nice. To have the podcast, like you're saying, to to talk with people about it, especially with fantasy, because I think my biggest problem with fantasy is just like not being able to relate to some of the stuff, because like some of the things that happen, it's like you wouldn't do that, or it's like where yeah. does like with spells in the in Harry Potter world, it's like okay, you have a spell for this, but like why not for that? I'm like too cynical about some stuff. The magic <laughs> in Harry Potter really bothers me because of how inconsistent it is and yeah. how like world break. Like I, I appreciate your like plot hole analysis. <laughs> uh, just yeah, and like especially in later books when it's Hogwarts is basically under martial law, but they still bring yeah. the kids in. Like it just it's doesn't. Weird. 
And like just some of the spell, like the potion and whatever fourth movie, third movie, whatever, where like everything just goes your way. Like just use that constantly. How does anyone lose in that universe? Yeah. Like, oh, hey, here's this MacGuffin that'll never be. Uh, Yeah. 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 (laughs) If you, you know, I will just say this. If and if you want to do another podcast later uh-huh. on this one, let me know. But uh, if if you want a better Harry Wizard, okay. uh, read <laughs> the read the Harry Dresden novels. Okay, they are awesome. All right, um, and uh, much more. Uh, much more painful. He's like basically constantly getting beaten up because hmm. he's like that uh, kind of roguish hero who's who wants to do so much good and not let anybody else do good around him even though they're all saying can i help can i help and he's like no and then by the end by the end he's gotta get their help anyway so (laughs) but no they're 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 a really good one so if you want to and they're like they're like the uh i would say uh not uh nine-year-olds at all but probably older teenagers up all right. um, so it's like yeah. a good graduation from, from Harry, Harry Potter, Potter to, uh, you know, Chicago-based wizards and nice. stuff like that. It's the Dresden Files? Dresden Files, yeah. I would yeah. also recommend Gunner Creek Court. It's Ooh, a, okay. a webcomic, uh, but it is, it is about, a, like, British children going through a boarding school uh, that is... Te- <laughs> if you like British school children. <laughs> like, there, there's elements of magic, uh, but, like, the, the main dichotomy is the court is very, like... The technological and there's like a literal canyon divide to the uh, Gillette Forest which is where like magic and myth and spirits come from okay. and all of that and just the weird like interactions between the two and the fact that it's very violently separated uh, and it's much it, there's a lot of darkness to it and it's it's less about like the, you know, because in the Harry Potter books, it always starts with, you know, hey, we're just having wacky school adventures, and then it goes into that, whereas this doesn't focus on, like, classes at all, like, yeah. and just learn, it's just about the stuff, the characters and their, their like, interactions with the world. If you like yes. uh, British children and magic, you might like Mary Poppins. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I've heard good or, things about Or maybe uh, uh, bed knobs and broomsticks, I'm not sure if they were. Uh, what's what's the, the movie about the British children who are raised for their organs? What slash book? Whoa! Uh, it sounds familiar, but oh, I, I, I I can't place me. it at all. I, I an opening day, I was one of five people who saw this movie. Okay, uh, <laughs> that sounds like me and seeing uh, yoga hosers. Uh, it started Kira Knightley. Uh, so oh, okay, so it was Kira Knightley. Yeah. Okay, mm. all right. Um, anyways, so yeah, so since we cut you off, uh, how <laughs> sorry? <laughs> how, uh, spoilers affected this podcast at all, or? or uh, so they haven't they... affected the podcast. I, w- I wish, like, there are some things that I, I watched the first four movies, so I knew some of the things like that. And I, the main thing that made me upset is I wish that I didn't know Sirius Black was a good guy. That would have been really cool in the third book. Because the third book has a great scene in The Shrieking Shack where you have, like, six giant plot twists. And most of them got me. But the one that would have got me had I not known. Was it serious? Spoilers for yeah. later episodes of both the Potterless podcast. <laughs> oh my God, you heard it here first. <laughs> so the spoiling of the podcast will not ruin your enjoyment of the podcast. <laughs> According to Daryl's podcast. <laughs> oh man. But, um, but yeah, I think that's like the only one that kind of bugged me because he's painted as like super terrible and then you learn that he's actually a really nice guy and a family friend and all of this and that would have been cool to not know. But as far as like Snape killing Dumbledore and things like that, it's not like too much because it's so far away. 
and I know no reasoning behind why it's happening, I don't think it's, like, affected it too much. Like, obviously, in an ideal world, I would know absolutely nothing, but thankfully, there hasn't been anything that's, like, discouraged me from reading it or anything Yeah, I mean, if you make it that far in the story of Harry Potter with the larger plot holes that they have. I think that one's handled pretty well. <laughs> that, that plot hole, the plot holes that set that up, uh, is, is done much better, at least in some uh, ways that they write it. But, uh, but yeah, it was... Uh, it, yeah, so... Yeah, if, if you make it that far, that's like the least of your worries of okay. plot holes. Because, cool. yeah, you're right. I think, you know, um, some of the plot holes that we've already discussed are are much bigger than that. I mean, just like you said, martial law. Hey, let's send our kids to martial law town. Okay. And, yeah. uh, you know, that'll be, and we'll tell them it's safer there, you know, and it's like, uh, it's guarded yeah. by Dementors. The, the thing that, that I, I really, that whole universe is like, what do you do after you graduate Hogwarts? Like you either live in this isolated magic community or you just become an accountant, like <laughs> that can move stuff when no one's looking with your mind. Like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand that universe. It just doesn't. That, you know, that's a really good question. Uh, <laughs> and I think, they, I think that should be answered somehow. It should, it should be. Is it just like academia where you get a useless degree, then go teach that useless degree? No, I mean, they have like some jobs, and some are like cool wizard jobs, like wrangling dragons and stuff, like Charlie Weasley does. But then like Bill Weasley just like works at a bank. <laughs> and then yeah, I mean like... somebody's got to be the magical bankers, right? Yeah. I think they have Do like they? magical versions of boring jobs too. But if like, in... I'm a wizard underscore, you know. If... I feel like in the magic universe it should be like a post-capitalist society where you can just make stuff to a certain extent uh Probably, though they do have some magic rules that come into play later about what can and cannot be. It feels like the magic Illuminati set that up. Probably. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, probably. Magic Illuminati. But yeah, I mean, you know, at some point there there are still like magical janitors. Yes, they've got magic, but they've still got to make sure stuff gets clean. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I mean, if you've had a Roomba, you know that you just can't set that thing and expect it to clean the floor. You've got to manage yeah, it a little bit. Yeah, that's analogous to magic. <laughs> <laughs> I think the room is pretty magical. <laughs> so uh, what else, what else uh, has there been anything that surprised you about uh, Harry Potter thus far? The biggest surprise is how much worse the movies are than the books. Because from the, like, the movies I saw, they were like, okay, and I was never inspired to then be like, I should read the books as a kid. Because that was, I was going to use it as like, all right, if I like the movie, maybe I'll enjoy the books. And I was always just like, eh, whatever. And then I read the books, and now I will like finish a book, watch the movie of it. The movies are so much worse, just because there's like a lot of the good, all the good parts of it are left out. Like, I feel like they're like, let's put in all the plot stuff, but then who needs character development? And a lot of the things that are really Not nice. Not movies. I don't think <laughs> you've watched movies in the past like a, <laughs> a couple decades. Movies don't require yeah. character Have you ever seen a little movie called The Hangover? <laughs> <laughs> no character development. Well, like, one of the biggest things is, like, in a thing I just realized, or I just read, is in Goblet of Fire, like, Victor Crumb in the, is, like, set up as a character. He's, like, a world-famous Quidditch player. He's this big, muscly dude, and he's supposed to be, like, just a rock of a human. Just, like, big, grunty guy. And in the movie, that's all he is. But in the book, there's this thing where he, like, has his big crush on Hermione and he goes to the library not to read but like just to try to like ask her to this dance and talk to her and stuff and he has this like really big thing where you're like you learn even though he's the one of the most famous people in the world 
He's like still like socially awkward and shy and like a nice guy. And in the movie, they just like completely gloss over that. He's yeah. just like big buff dude that asks Hermione to the dance because you know he thinks she's hot, and that's it. You get nothing with that. So yeah. I've been surprised by J.K. Rowling's character development in some of the stuff because you just get you get a lot more from the books, which makes sense. But it was much more than I was expecting. Yeah, and there's definitely some stuff in the books that they that really just hurts me that they left it out. I thought it was mm-hmm. just so important to that book for me. And it's just like that they didn't put in the movies. I'm like, yeah. Oh, but this was this. And it, and it, and they are, they're character development things that it's like that this means so much, but it doesn't support the plot. It's just a character development on something that I, sure. I really cared about having gotten this far in your books. You know, you know. <laughs> this sounds way different than like the Tom Bombadil stuff from like Lord of the Rings. Oh, which is just like filler, crap. Uh, filler stuff for let's read for another three hours about <laughs> some guy taking care of trees. Uh, you know, I I get it. You know, we're, we like trees, but uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe not you. Uh, <laughs> somebody likes trees. Um, all right. Well. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to share about Potterless Podcast? I mean, I would just hope everyone would give it a listen. It's a fun time. Uh, I've been really happy with it. The guests I've had on are fun. Daryl will be a future guest at some point. We'll figure all out that the details of that. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's a good time. The books are, are fun. It's fun to have the outside perspective. Um, it's also fun to, like, slowly crush some people's worlds with some of it. Like one, <laughs> one girl I had on the podcast in particular, my friend Ashley, she, uh, she had, she had like read the books as a kid. And then we went over a particularly troubling part of the prisoner of Azkaban where Hogwarts makes like the silliest decisions, um, just to like not send kids home. And when there's like inherent danger at the school and she like over the course of recording a podcast, she was like, Oh wow. Like this is horrible. Like she like slowly (laughs) got the perspective. So I think my favorite thing about the podcast is that I come in it with no nostalgia. So I look at it very objectively and I'm very like critical and snarky as a human. So I'm like looking for stuff to make fun of. And it's just fun to see people read it as a kid and then have this, you know, gap where they haven't read it and then reevaluate it in their twenties or thirties and then be like, Oh wow. Okay. You know, oh, like, yeah, this is actually terrible in some areas. So I think that's my favorite part of it. Oh, yeah, that, that sounds great because I only started reading it uh, as an adult. Okay. So yeah. uh, for me, it's hard not to notice that stuff and just go, mm-hmm. okay, I'm okay. It's just this world. It's, yeah. it's a terrible thing that they do, but it is this world. So, and at least it's consistent. Sure. They're consistently bad at <laughs> sending kids yeah. to school in unsafe conditions. It's really dumb. But they're consistent about it. Yeah, and, so it <laughs> yeah Hogwarts doesn't know what a snow day is. No, it's ridiculous. And and you you had mentioned like growing up with the books is is most people that read it were the same age or about the same age as Harry Potter when stuff happens. And yeah. particularly what I just read in Goblet of Fire, like Ron and Harry get into the dumbest argument ever and they're being like the most immature human beings ever and as like a 24 it's like guys just come on like just get it together whereas if you're in fourth grade when you're reading this you're like yeah i'd be mad too it's like, so some of the things like people relating to the stupid things whereas afterwards you're like that is so dumb like that's the dumbest thing you could have done and if if there's any kids listening to this realize that when you get older you'll think some of the stuff you did was dumb oh of course you will <laughs> perpetually hate past you oh yeah always <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But I, yeah. <laughs> I have one major regret, what but is that's it. it. Oh, um, okay. 
It's this tattoo that says no regrets. Uh, <laughs> no regrets. Damn. <laughs> no regrets. Uh, uh, so anyways, it's, it's really a bunch of regrets, but they all kind of collapse mm-hmm. down to one regret. That the if regret I had, singularity. Yeah, it is. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, Charm's autobiography. <laughs> uh, available in bookstores in 2020. Uh, so <laughs> I just set a date for my autobiography. You got to do it now. There's a deadline. That, that's how that works. It's contractually <laughs> You have to do it now. now. Yeah. Well, there's always Kindle Direct Publishing, so I can publish it myself. Nice. Uh, anyways, so uh, what we do at the end of our podcast okay. uh, is something that uh, I will uh, give you some time to think about this okay. as I describe some stuff that people can do to uh, support the podcast. But what we do is misattributed quotes. Oh. What you do is you take a quote from a song lyric or a famous quote from a movie or a TV show or any well-known quote, and you apply it to somebody else for comedic uh, purposes. Ooh, okay. Uh, uh, and so uh, think about that while I yeah. let people know. And Alex, are you prepared this time more in your head? Sometimes you're like super unprepared for misattributed quotes, and sometimes you're very what? prepared. This feels... Hated. Yeah, sure. I'm fine. <laughs> Whatever. I'll make something up. I might be thinking of the wrong person. Maybe it's somebody else who's like, what? What's a, what's a misattributed quote? Anyways, uh, so what you can do, uh, they're going to think of misattributed quotes, but what you can do to support this podcast is go visit us on the seattleafterparty.com. That's seattleafterparty.com and click any of those Amazon banners as you're purchasing stuff for uh, Christmas, New Year's, birthdays, whatever, uh, groceries, whatever. Uh, because any little bit that you shop there will find its way back to the After Party Podcast and help us because we spend uh, money keep putting this thing out. So we'd like to continue to put things out and not have to stop. Uh, and, of course, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, on Stitcher, or wherever great podcasts are listened to and found, and ours as well. Uh, <laughs> so with that, uh, Alex, we'll start with you. Yeah, what is I'm prepared, your... apparently, this time. <laughs> yeah, what uh, is your misattributed quote? Uh, my misattributed quote would be, You're a wizard now, Harry. And that was said by the director of the CIA to Harry S. Truman when he was sworn into the presidency. <laughs> uh, because, as, as you learn, if, if you play Conspire, uh, that the president is endowed with wizard powers that enable them to do their job, uh, which is fighting the reptoids. Ah, okay, good. Uh, I'm glad that the president is imbued with, with wizard powers. This is why we should just be terrified right now. Because um, a reptoid is getting wizard powers? Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Mike. Oh, yes. So I'm going to say uh, I'm not leaving, exclamation point, uh, which is, which is orig- originally from the, the Wolf on Wall Street movie, but I'm going to misattribute it to uh, President Barack Obama because if he did that, it would be the greatest thing ever. If he was just like, no, I'm not letting this character of a human being run in this country, <laughs> I would just love it. Because the wizard powers would be really dangerous if, you know, a large Cheeto got them, so. <laughs> this, this is true. <laughs> a large Cheeto. Um, and uh, I want to take a quote. Um, I think it, is it from, you've seen the first four movies, right? Yes. So I think it's, uh, uh, let go, Harry. Let go. Okay. And that was said to uh, Big, 
Bigfoot oh. um, when he was he was getting um, scared to be on his first film, oh. you know the yeah. that film that he was on. You okay. know, he was like, just let go, just, mm-hmm. just 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 go out there and turn, look at the camera, and just keep be walking. Be your blurry self. Be yeah. your blurry be your self. Blurry the, self. Everybody knows that Bigfoot is actually He's a blurry, blurry animal. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, all right, with that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Seattle After Party. I'm Daryl. You can follow me on Twitter at Diakra. We've got Mike. You can follow him. Follow him on Twitter, Shub17, mm-hmm. or at Potter Pod. Potterless Pod. Potterless Pod. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we've got Alexander Drawback, Drawback um, who Shit you can follow at Crustless Punk, uh, at Cherry Picked Games, where the picked is P-I-K-D, and uh, other places. Just look up Cherry Picked Games. You'll find it. Um, and thank you for listening to the Seattle After Party. Woo! I love how the audience grew while we were filming. <laughs>